I just want to reiterate that it probably takes less to do an OnlyFans or porn than it does for me to record a podcast. Just need a bed and a phone. I need a bed and a phone. That's it. That's what I need. I need a bed and a phone and maybe one light. And that's it. You can do the podcast right there in the bed, just like all snuggled up with each other. Let's be like, hey guys, it's me and Dan. Me and Dan. Yeah. Just doing some porn. Yeah. Just doing Same some the podcast. Porn. No, I don't do any of that. I never even ever... I, I never even sent a dick pic to someone. All right. I've never The person who just said that is my guest today on O Oscar. He is a phenomenal LGBTQ comic. You've seen him all around town. He was part of Yes Festival. He performs at all the clubs. Please welcome a very good, talented, fabulous, endearing, yet somehow weirdly non-dick pic sending comedian Dan Frank. Dan Frank. Thank you. Dan Frank, everybody. I look like I should be playing volleyball right now, and you look like you should be in the movie Bros. <laughs> Did you audition for like that? I, no, no, I've never auditioned for a movie before. You know what? I auditioned for that. You know, it's the the Bros is the Billy Eichner movie. He produced it, starred in it, called Bros, and it's like this gay love story. And I auditioned for that movie. Okay. As gay man number three standing against the wall at a gay bar. Yeah. No lines. I did not get it. I did not get that role. More of gay man number two at the bar. I feel like. I didn't even, like, could you have given me a like, could they have looked at me and been like, all right, maybe he's not gay man number three, but maybe he's, you know, bathroom attendant. Is that is that who you are? Who are you at the bar usually? I lean against the wall and I just kind of... Oh, so you were like, guys, I was made for this. I was made for this role. Yeah, this is all I... I just act cool with my drink against the wall and... Yeah. Have you auditioned for, like, movies and no, stuff? No, no, I've never... I've never taken the time to. I haven't, like, a lot of... haven't had, like, a lot of interest in doing it, really. Really? Or any movies at all. Yeah, Is your yeah, mindset it, just on stand-up comedy? Pretty much right now, I'm, like, really just trying to pursue stand-up as much as I can. I'm, like, try and get in as many clubs as I can right now. Do the road. I love going on the road. Didn't stuff. you do the road recently? Yeah, with uh, Bailey Pope. How was that? It was so much fun. Where did you guys it go? Was, we went to Provincetown to Pilgrim House. Oh, uh, love that. With Laganja Stranja. Oh, too. my God. How was she? She destroyed. Yeah. It was on 422. It was like a weed show because she was on it. But like the rest of the people on the she was like the only weed person on the show. Like me and Bailey, we don't smoke pot really. And yeah, like a bunch of like there were all these other acts like who don't smoke pot. But like the entire poster was like green. It had pot leaves on it. It said 420. We're all going to toke up at this. And like none of the other acts had anything about pot. Like there's nothing about drugs or pot in my act. So I'm a guy just sounded like my mother. Like it was <laughs> drugs. Math like, and weed, they're the same. Don't my, do drugs. Yeah. Wait, so how was it performing? Well, how did that work? It was you and and Bailey and then a few other comics? Or you, there Bailey, was another and then... queen, uh, Giselle, another queen. There was one drag queen and uh, and Laganja Estranja. And there was, a, there was an act, um, Biscuit and Madge, who came. I think they were queens. 
I have no idea who Biscuit and Madge Biscuit is. and Madge, you know. Biscuit and Madge. We saw them the other day. We... Biscuit and Madge. I don't know who that is. They're like a drag queen duo that's big on TikTok. Oh, yeah, I guess. And I went up uh, and did 10, and so did Bailey. How'd that go? We broke the crap. Original, like, at the very beginning, there was a pianist host who sang some songs and tried to get the audience to sing along. Did not work. So I thought... This is going to be a tough room. But then I I got on and I started going uh, into some material and they were along for the ride. They had a lot of fun. Really? Yeah, it really broke up. Good. Eventually. Good. I feel like, do you feel like gay audiences are a very hard audience to perform for? Sometimes. I think you've expressed this sometimes. Like I'm, I, I get like tense when I'm in, at a gay show. Really? A bunch of gay men. Yeah, I will say this. I think this is a common theme from gay comics where gay audiences are harder than the rest. Yeah. I've had like, a lot of them have been great, but like I've had like a few that were like, uh, they were talking too much or they had something to say during my punchlines. Really? Or yeah. I, I did one recently where uh, I I like said something. Like I said, how are we doing too much? And then I addressed it. I was like, how many more times should I say, how are we doing? And this guy goes, please say 10 more times. And then goes back to his drink and his phone. And had nothing, thankfully, nothing else to say after that. I would have, I would have called him out. But gay audiences yeah. can be difficult. Yeah, you know, it felt like I was losing the room at one point, and then I did you know, win them back in the end. I got them all laughing and paying attention. But you know what, though, that is what makes you a stronger comic. Yeah, it does. So you've performed all over the city. I've seen you at Stand Up New York. I've seen you at New York Comedy Club. Uh, I've seen you at uh, Yes Festival. Yeah, which is run by Drew. Tessier. So Drew does the Queer Comedy Festival at Broadway and Greenwich, and it's always sold out rooms whenever I've been there. Yeah, whenever I've performed, it's always sold out. So, so much fun too. Yeah. What I want to do is, you know, obviously, I want to get a little bit of your background and why you started into comedy. Yeah, so, sure. Dan Frank, why did you pursue comedy? I started comedy um, like uh, about five years ago. Uh, I, I I listened to stand-up all the time when I was younger. I was a huge fan of uh, Joan Rivers. I got to see her when I was younger, too, like before she died. Yeah. Um, I listened to her all the time. I listened to, like, uh, I listened to Woody Allen stand-up when I was a kid. I was a big fan. And uh, Dave Chappelle, like, all the big people at that time. And I mean, not that Woody Allen was a big person at that time, but, like... <laughs> That was it was my sister's albums that I got from her. And then I I just had like a, a night where I was like, I want to start doing it. And so I went to an open mic with some of my friends and they recorded me yeah. doing it for my first time. I still haven't watched that tape. Really? I'm scared to watch it. Oh, my God, you should. I really, you know, it's like and it's like one of those things like uh, like I can't bear to cringe at myself. Oh, I mean, I have that every time I try and watch my set. I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't want to see this. But you have to. I've got to watch it right after I do it. Because if I don't, then I'll never watch it. I need oh, to watch really? it immediately afterwards. Because yeah. I'll just, cri I forget what the crowd, because like my phone doesn't pick up all the nuances. Yeah. It doesn't pick up every, it doesn't pick up the faces I was seeing and stuff. So if I see it a week later, I've totally forgotten that crowd. Yeah. So I can't, it, I know it's not going to be like good in my head or mm. something, you know? I gotta watch it right after I do it. 
Yeah. Oh, I guess I I guess I don't really watch mine right afterwards. I don't I there's a lot of times when I haven't even watched it. Yeah, I have so many that I just like they're in my phone sitting yeah. there. Like like maybe I'll make a reel with this one day. So you've got your original photo. You've got so you've got your original video yeah. of your first time doing stand up. Yeah, I do. Somewhere in my Google Drive. What? Do you what? use the same jokes that you started with? Have you incorporated them into your set like, now? Like two of them. Yeah. I still yeah, I've like built upon and like uh I'm still stretching out. Yeah. But why um, comedy though? Um like why did I keep going with it? Yeah, like, like wh- why would you why did you you know, you did the open mic, so why do you feel like comedy was your calling? I at the time I just uh I I felt myself like growing while I was doing it, you know? I felt myself opening up a lot more, getting a lot, I don't know, braver in a lot more parts of my life and learning so much about myself. I loved hanging out with comedians too. They were they're talkers, and I felt like I could just go up to one and just talk about anything. But we are an eclectic bunch. Yeah, yeah, we're we a land of misfits. We're only we only understand each other, even ones that like I, I, like you know, don't even really know that well. I feel like I can eventually talk with them. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I know for me, a lot of times I'll have conversations with people that I never thought I would have a conversation with, but because they're a comedian and we think alike, yeah, then we're having that dialogue. Yeah. They just want to have a good time, you know? And especially if like I'm having a bad day or something, I'm like super anxious or depressed. I go out to like an open mic or a show and I start talking with another comic. And, and you're then, like, oh, you're anxious and depressed. Yes. And tired. Yes. Oh, okay. You, you also want to die. Let's let's help each other laugh yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You also feel a sense of <laughs> lifelessness and exhaustion. Oh, got it. Great. We're in the same page. I remember during the pandemic, there used to be open mics outside and... <laughs> Like it's 10 years ago. I remember yeah. like, uh, you know, <laughs> when we had there. open mics during the pandemic, apparently it was against the law or against regulation to have an open mic. So cool. So cool. Yeah. We were so Breaking the law. But what would happen is if people ever asked, I always just told the people that walked by that this was a support group for depressed comedians. Yeah. Because if you think about it, an open mic is just a support group for comics talking about what's going on in their life. It looks like AA. Yeah. When you see them like in a circle, especially around each other, it looks it looks like and they start admitting shit. They're like they're talking about their bad childhoods and their terrible work day and the things that drove them to drink that day that comes up. That's... It is. It really is. Comedy is like AA meetings. Yeah. If you think about it. Right. It's admitting all the things you're ashamed of. Yeah. You did. That's the good stuff, at least. That's a great thing about doing comedy. It's like, oh, people are like, oh, I could never do it. I'm like, I get to talk about everything that none of my friends want to listen to. I I say things in front of like a hundred strangers that I would never tell some of my friends. It's so weird. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. There's stuff I would definitely say. There's some stuff I would say, but it would be harder. Like in a setting like this, you know, one on one, maybe then like, I don't know, being on like a stage with like a group of strangers for me. I don't oh, know what yeah. It is. If you're talking about like a uh, being on a stage with a group of strangers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so much. I don't know. It's like easier talking 
to strangers than like some of like your closest people sometimes or your family. Do you, you know? feel like you use do you feel like you use comedy as a way of therapy? Um I try I try can, not to. I can do it closer. Yeah. I try not to. Like, I mean, sort of, yeah. It, I think of it as a way of like trying to express myself and to try and get stuff out, but I try I to me, therapy is trying to work through issues, which I can do sometimes, but I try to like have the issue resolved. Then I feel like I can make a joke about it fully. Or I shouldn't say that. I try to make a joke about something I'm going through at the time. Yeah. Um, And then more fully work it out into like a really good bit once I feel like I've gotten over that or I've gotten some distance. So you don't feel like you use comedy to talk about things that are going on in your life no. until after you've resolved them. So so sometimes I'm I'm actually thinking about this now. Sometimes I will go on stage with like an issue. Like I had like this past six months I've had all these illnesses and stuff. Yeah. And I just got on it was like a dermatitis. I had a finger infection. I had all these weird internal things and I just got on stage and ranted about it and it felt great. Uh but then like a little while later, I got over that stuff and the stuff that I ranted about, it kind of lost steam. I think it's because I wasn't feeling it anymore, you know? So now I'm thinking, OK, how can I rework that into a real long lasting bit? You yeah, know? I mean, I talk about I, I completely understand because I talk about paper straws on stage. That's one of my, I, I rant against paper what? straws. Oh, right. Like in the coffee. Dude, right. I hate when they get all soggy. Because I tell people just... it's like sucking a limp dick. It really is like sucking a paper straw is like sucking a limp dick because honestly, you just suck it and suck it and suck it and suck it and it gets wetter and wetter and wetter. And by the time you're done, you just want to throw it out. You're just drinking your iced coffee. So unimpressed. You're like, yeah, you're like, this should have been better. This could have been better. Yeah. All right. Fabulous. Uh, We are going to get into the main portion of the podcast. And that is Dan Frank. Yeah. What was your first gay experience? My first gay experience, I, I watched porn uh, like in college before I even like had sex with a guy or something. Would you count that as a gay experience or? The first time I ever had sex with a guy, I was like a guy I was working on a musical with too. So your gay first gay experiences was watching porn. Yeah. But like, what led you to watching gay porn? I accidentally clicked on it while I was looking up straight porn. I was still in denial of it. Really? Yeah. So when you watched the gay porn, what happened? I found myself like, so I saw it in the browser along with the straight porn. Maybe that was the algorithm. Maybe that was the algorithm being like, maybe try this or something. Really? No, I'm just thinking too hard now. (laughs) Um... I'm conspi- I don't know if they necessarily... That's my conspiratorial brain. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's a question for our, you know, our listeners. Can Maybe someone can tell me, do they have algorithms for porn? I think they have algorithms for everything now, but, like, they're going to be like, oh, maybe you'd like this or something. But this was, like, in 2000... I want to say 12. Yeah. I don't know if they had algorithms for porn back in 2012. It was there in my feed. And then I kind of like, I saw it and didn't, I think it was like, it was like a construction worker, like two construction, like yummy construction workers. Yeah. And then this is therapy. Actually, I'm on the couch. 
I'm, I'm in the theater chair. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm deflecting right now because I'm uncomfortable. Why? Um, oh, this going into this story. I've never talked about it. I think this is the video my mom nearly walked in on me too. Oh, I like this. We're opening up. Continue. You like this. I'm stressed. Uh. Don't be stressed. This is uh, a lot of people. I will say this. Other guests on this uh, podcast have had a good experience being able to talk about things they've never talked about before. I I remember uh, they were creaking the door, her and my sister, and I went, no, go away. And they did. And I saved them. <laughs> it's like, get out. No. <laughs> And they, I could hear them whisper, like, "What are, what is he doing in there?" But they didn't see you watching the porn. No, though. no, I. That's why I feel like I saved them in that moment. Did you save them, or did you save yourself? I think it was a win-win. Yeah, the whole situation because they didn't want to see that. Truly, were you naked? No, I. I think I had a shirt on. Wait, no, I was. I was naked. I was sitting in my chair, my computer. Wow. Yeah. Primal. Primal. You're just primal beast. And then um, I, I clicked on I'd seen it. I'd seen the videos and then I finally clicked on it that day to see if I was attracted to it. And I think I was instinctually, but I didn't address it at all with myself until later on. When you say instinctually, what do you mean? Like I, I just jerked off to it just like without really thinking about it, you know, like it felt good to do it. But then I thought, oh, it's porn. Like, it's made for me to be attracted to it. Yeah. You know? Then later on, I realized I wasn't attracted to women. And I realized, oh, that's why I was into the straight porn. Because that was made for me to be attracted. I love straight porn. To it. That's you all watch I watch. It? That's all I watch now, usually. God, you're, like, you're like straight girls who watch lesbian porn. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love straight porn. What? It's amazing. If there's a woman in it, I can't. Oh, no, I'm fine, because I usually, my attraction is to the man, so it doesn't really matter about the woman. What's hard for me is watching two men who look like construction workers, but then sound like Disney princesses having sex. Uh, uh, and they've got, like, hammers flailing and like, everywhere. And, yeah, yeah, and they're like, so, how's that <laughs> hammer work? Yeah. Do you like using that hammer? <laughs> Hey, do you want to use that hammer on me? And I'm like, am I watching gay porn or am I watching like a valley girl ask for her kitchen to be redone? Watching porn that you inevitably didn't intend to watch, but right. you watched it because it was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is what inevitably will just get me off is how you kind of found the sexual I think desires that, that you inherently had. I think that was the opening. I was noticing boys more too. I was noticing like their their parts. Yeah. If you if you would. As you would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh like especially around like summer or something. Oh god. Men in sweatpants. Short shorts. Oh no, I can't do short shorts. No? But I'll take men in basketball shorts and like gray sweat shorts. <laughs> I'm very specific. <laughs> I always say my biggest thing is if you're going to wear gray sweatpants, you better have either something in the front or something in the back. Yeah. But if you've got neither, that should be a law. <laughs> that should be a law. That should be a Supreme Court case. That should be a Supreme Court case. <laughs> I mean, if you think about Get it. Get on that, Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Where's that, Clarence Thomas? 
you fucking bigoted little homophobic bitch. I I think he wants to overturn gay sex so that it's hotter whenever he does it. Oh, yeah. He'll go to Texas, blow a guy, and be like, oh, a whole state is this is illegal here. I wouldn't be surprised. That I was actually would not. Thomas impersonation. I wouldn't be surprised if Clarence Thomas was a homosexual. No, he's. he's... Most of the severely homophobic, hating, straight men are inherently gay. No one hates a gay man more than a gay man. Yeah. Am I wrong? I mean, I hate myself. I hate a lot. Every day. Every day. I wake up, I get in the shower, and I'm like, I hate myself. I'm like, ugh, this again? <laughs> this, we're bringing this into the pub. Clothes. More clothes. We're bringing that. We're we're pushing this to the public. Team assemble. Yeah. <laughs> You're like just no. Let's make this better. Yeah. Dan Frank, thanks so much for sharing your first gay experience. Of course. We're gonna move on to a fun segment, which is Dick's appointed, where right. you get to share a wild, crazy, and embarrassing hookup story. So, Dan Frank, do you have a wild and crazy hookup story? I hooked up during the Capitol riots. <laughs> not, okay. not I wasn't there. I wasn't hooking up with a cr- like one of those nut jobs. Okay. I was gonna say, like, are you saying it you was were- crazy? It was 2021. You were just like, you know. Uh I, I was picking up a I was moving that day and I was picking up a dresser from somebody. By the way, also, like since I was moving, I had no idea the Capitol riots were happening. Because when you're moving, the world could be collapsing. Yeah. And all you're concerned about is getting into your apartment. That's a New Yorker for you. People were texting me like, Hey, are you safe? Do you know what's happening? I'm like, not now. I'm moving. You're like, like I'm trying to put together an armoire. If we have a new government, as long as long as I'm in my bed tonight, <laughs> I don't care for the next next 24 hours i just need to be in my bed while it's all happening i need to be from bushwick to astoria yeah now um and so i went and picked up a dresser from this guy i was like hooking up with and like i text him hey can i still come up and uh he goes oh yeah i'm just watching the news and i'm freaking out and i'm like why and so i come and there's like he has the tv on there's people crawling around the Capitol. yeah like i've never seen yeah like, like it's something you see in a movie right and then we're like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> and we forget to turn it off. It's still playing in the foot. Like every now and then we'll like retune in. <laughs> You're like, uh, hold on, what? Oh. <laughs> Let's be gay in spite of all of this happening. You were you were literally <laughs> creating a gay movement while January 6th was happening. What else would you do? You know, are you just supposed to sit idly by or <laughs> commit what they hate? To 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 have sex when they want you dead that is a radical act even though they don't know what's happening. <laughs> we should have sent that to them. I love you, Dan. I love that you were having sex during the Capitol riots. Yeah, party. Dan, thank you so much for sharing a disappointed story. Very happy. Now we're going to do the Gay DHD Wheel of Q&A. So you're going to go, and you're going to spin this, and you're going to answer some questions. All right? You ready? Spin it. I love the sound. It's great, right? <laughs> Where'd you get this thing? 
Oh, sex. Quiet or loud? I like to think I'm quiet, but... You seem like a quiet sex person. No, I'm kind of loud. Are you? And then when it's happening, I don't care. I, like, black out that I have three roommates. I... Like I'm aware of it, but I'm not like so aware of it. Like my my guest is usually like, I don't want them to hear. I'm like, no, do it louder, harder. I'm like, you want them to know you're getting it. No, I don't want them to know that's for me. I'll be loud by myself. Are you a top or bottom? I'm verse. Mm. You know, I, I was a bottom for the lo- <laughs> I was a bottom for the longest time and then I don't know, something happened. I started topping more and noticing how nice cars are. I don't know if those are related. I started getting into cars at the same time I was topping and having all this. This might be a discussion for your therapist. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that not what you're presenting? I'm feeling gaslighted right now by... Spin the wheel again. Cancel Oscar. This is at my therapist's office, too. Was it time? Ask Oscar a question. Ooh! I mean, I don't care about you. Okay. That was nice. (laughs) Oh no, no, Oscar. Um what made you move to New York City? I got an internship at Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. No. What? That's gayer than my I got fucked at a musical story. <laughs> what? I got an internship for Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and I came what? here and I oh started working God. on it and uh, I stayed Wait, the first one. The too. first one, yeah. With Ted and Carson. Ted Allen. Yeah. 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 Wow. I know. Did you get to meet them and Yeah, and I got to meet them every them. once in a while. But I was in uh I was in I was in casting. I worked in casting and then what's the one where they clothe you? Wardrobe. Wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good of a gay. <laughs> That's how, that just shows I'm awful at being a homosexual yeah. and awful at TV. But two things gay people do direct shit. In any scenario, they're directing things. Oh, God, yeah. What? No. No. All right, spin it again. Wait, where did you get this? That should have been my question. Amazon. Most annoying catchphrase. Dan Frank, what is a catchphrase that you cannot stand listening to? Okay, wait. By catchphrase, do you mean like... uh, Like... Like, who has the time for that? Yeah. Or something. Actually, that my, my, um, uh, this is actually, that's not annoying. That's just funny. I asked my mom, I told my mom about two friends that were getting divorced. She goes, divorce? Who has the time for that? Like, it was like interfering with work or yeah. something. God. But I mean, anyway, that was just a weird story. Um, you notice like when people, uh, I was thinking about this recently, whenever someone corrects somebody, they'll cadence the sentence with, but okay. Like they'll say like, actually it's three buildings, but okay. You ever? That is annoying. It's so passive aggressive. Yeah. It's like, actually, well, I'm right. You're wrong. But, but okay. okay. Isn't that annoying to cadence yeah. it with that? Yeah. It's like, it's just enough. You've heard that, right? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I've heard that. I had an ex that used to do that. Really? All the time, yeah. Oh, fuck like, that chick. Why is my ex? <laughs> you say that chick? No, I said fuck that chick. Oh, I thought you said fuck that chick. No. I was like, yeah. All right, spin it again. Okay. I like you. You're like, 
Nope, no more ramblings, gay. No, for the gay DHD wheel, I'm not allowed to have gay DHD. You're so you're in casting right now. What is a guilty song pleasure? Right, this is so embarrassing. My artist of the decade on Spotify was Drake. Really? Of the whole decade. He's just really easy to listen to. I don't know. He, Would you fuck him? He was just my artist of the decade, okay? I <laughs> Like, I don't know, I'll be at work and Goody just like two shoes over here. Never send a dick. I'm a virgin. I still can't believe you've never sent a dick pic. I've never wanted to. Someone someone really tried pressuring me. When I first got on Tinder, I matched with this guy who was super hot and he want he would not have sex with me until I send him a dick pic and I was like, I won't do it. I why I, I just love Jesus so much. No, um, I mean, I do. That's a different story. Uh, and I'm for his. No, um, I, I, I never wanted to. I've, I've truly never wanted to take a picture of my genitals. That's like honest. Like I, it's never appealed to me. I tried one. I took one uh, and I was just like, no. I'm not sending this to somebody over the ethos. It's so weird. I'll have FaceTime sex with someone. I will not. What if they took a picture while you were having FaceTime sex? I would get so I would tell them to delete it. Unless they were like a significant other. Why are you so opposed to a dick pic? Uh for myself. I I just again, I just don't Is there something do very it. specific again, about are your you, penis? Are you therapist or not now? This is the gaslighting contain again. This is like talking with my fucking father. What's wrong with your penis? There's nothing wrong with it. I've just never wanted to send a picture of it to somebody. Some people don't like having pictures of their face. Some people don't like getting pictures. Well, taken I mean, of I them. never sent my picture like, to my face. That's how I was able to hook up. Like my mom. Oh! Now you get out. Just <laughs> no, I. Like my mom, she doesn't like people taking pictures of like her usually just yeah. like get self-conscious about. It. I get that, you know, like with my dick, though, in that way. Some well, people I... don't like having pictures. Have of you taken a picture screen. of your asshole? My at my. Have you ever? Have you just say that? <laughs> you said that like it's a car part. You're getting a picture of your asshole. Have you ever? You got you... that picture of your asshole? You ever you ever take a picture of your. Not my asshole. I have taken of my ass. Yeah. I sent a picture of like like a mirror pic. How was like it? Like behind it. It was okay. I had a jock on. <laughs> I made I accentuated. You it. are so such a demure, delicate flower. Dan Frank. What? Because I don't send a picture of my genitals to people? Oh God. Here comes out. You know the what? I'm also scared I'm gonna send it to the wrong person. Well, that's you know. why you double check. Well, I'm just I'm just nervous about like I miss text people all the time. Like, what if I accidentally sent that to my mom or so something? What? She's, she's already seen it. She's seen my penis. She hasn't seen my dick. <laughs> there is a difference. That's a boundary. Okay. Dan Frank, where can people see you? You can catch me uh, at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. I got a few spots coming up on that. Um, I'll put it in my in my Instagram bio right after this. Now that I have a reason to. <laughs> Um, I'm at the tiny cupboard a lot. I love that. So everybody there. can find your shows and what you're doing on your Instagram. Yep. Instagram. Yep. Fabulous. Make sure you follow Dan Frank, fabulous LGBTQ comic performs all around the city. You can find him on IG at not and Frank with two K's. 
thank you so much for coming and doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. This was and this was a this was a blast. This was a learning experience. It was a, yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, thank you all for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate your support. We are doing bi-weekly, just a reminder. So the next episode will be dropping the week of the 18th. Thank you so much again. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.